Hi, everybody. Welcome to a special Prog Report podcast, our very first of 2023. We're heading into our 10th year. Uh, we will be celebrating our 10th anniversary soon, so that's very exciting. And, uh, and joining me here for this episode is my good friend Kyle. How you doing, man? Hey, how's it going? I've got my, since it's we're celebrating the end of 2022, that's very hard to show off, but I have my number 22 Memphis Grizzlies jersey on. Do you know who that is? Do you know what player that is? <laughs> Uh, no, I do not know what player that is, actually. <laughs> Sorry to trick you. It's Desmond Bain. I, Desmond you Bain. know, that was going to be my guess. I if do... you ask me any Heat player in their number, I'd have no idea. Uh, so it's, it's a tough call. Yeah, it's, it's a fair one. We've lost half the audience on NBA basketball right, <laughs> right away. Uh, but it's a sport. <laughs> yeah, Memphis Grizzlies are a team uh, in the NBA. <laughs> anyway, uh, thanks for everybody uh, who has joined us uh, over the years and uh, helping us kick off this uh, episode in this year. We're going to do a um, Prague, not Prague episode. Uh, this is our second one. We did it around the same time last year. Um, and it was an excuse for us to talk about stuff that uh, maybe isn't Prague, but stuff that as Prague fans we like and maybe you might like and just sort of do some other stuff. We've always tried to inject a little bit of uh, other things into what we do um, because, I, you know what, I have I grew up that way. We've talked about this. I grew up liking, um, you know, Def Leppard, uh, Cheap Trick, Kiss, uh, Queen, uh, alongside Genesis, yes, and Dream Theater. It made no difference to me. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of our audience is the same. Give or pick a band and, you know, swap them in there. So uh, we have our few uh, that we listened to over last year um, that we didn't really get to cover. Uh, may or may not be Prague-ish, Prague-adjacent, whatever you want to call it. Um, some are straight up pop, uh, pop rock, whatever. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll talk about those. Um, you, should I go ahead and get started with, with the first one? You want me to kick yeah. it off? Yeah. Uh, Have the honor. Okay. So, uh, all right. So I'll kick it off with, um, my, my shirt is the uh, obvious giveaway right there. Um, yeah, I mean, everybody that, that listens to the podcast knows, uh, I'm an unabashed Def Leppard fan going on 30 some odd years, maybe longer at this point. Um, and they released, uh, their 12th studio album, um, Diamond Star Halos, uh, back, uh, May this year and, uh, first since 2015, that was their self-titled album. And, um, you know, Look, what can I say? I mean, there's the fans that grew up with them in the beginning, beginning, high and dry pyromania era that have hated everything the band has ever done <laughs> since because they stopped sounding as heavy as that. Um, you know, I've I like the band all throughout. Some albums are hit hit and miss kind of some better than others. Obviously, the peak era, I agree. High and dry pyromania hysteria. That's that is the, the peak era with a few other albums in between that I do like. Um, but I always check them out. I always see what they're up to. I was really intrigued by the singles that came out of this record, particularly the second single, which is the opening track called Take What You Want, which honestly, if anybody that's heard it or, or if you haven't heard it, is maybe the most high and dry pyromania sounding track they've done since then, mm. um, which is pretty incredible. Uh, it's a really good song with a powerful riff. Joe is singing kind of close to that high register that he used to do that he that he doesn't do anymore um and so that was that was a cool start to to the album it's a solid record there's a lot of good songs in there obviously there's a few ballads that i could live without there's a couple of country songs that they did with allison krauss you know they're fine we won't be so discussing country today just a fair warning no absolutely not no i mean i'm not no a country, country music fan and yeah I, 
to me, I mean, some people might listen to those songs and go, wow, that's such a nice step for them to do that. And it adds a lot to the record. To me, it actually takes away from the album. I, I uploaded this album into my into my iPhone like I do with every other record and left those songs off. And it's a much more <laughs> enjoyable listen uh, from, for me. Alison Krauss is like a classic rock killer. She's, she's killed. Uh, let's see. Uh, was it well, Robert Plant? Robert Plant. Yeah. I'll, yeah. It's huge success for them. We need though. to keep I mean, her away from uh, our rock stars. Uh, listen, she's a great singer. She's talented, all of that. It's just not my thing. Um, yeah. The other side of the record I do want to point out is there's a, a the closing track, which is from here to eternity, which is, mm. Um, a really big epic queen sounding song it has actually a throwback guitar to to the uh, she's so heavy part for from um, mm. i want you by the oh, beatles which you can you can pick out and uh it's got all the harmonies you know what i always found this this band to be like a metal version of queen to me if you throw mm. in just the harmonies and the ability to write a good pop song with a with a heavy epic every now and then they have tons of those on on these albums where they do sort of these long epic songs with lots of guitar solos and, and a lot of cool stuff. And those are never released as singles. And all, those are always been my favorite songs. I mean, much in the same way that with Queen, I'm not a bit the biggest fan of Another One Bites the Dust. Mm. Just, you know, just like with Def Leppard, Pour Some Sugar Me. You know, for me, Queen is Innuendo, Death on Two Legs, uh, you know, all those kind of songs. And same thing with, with Def Leppard. So that's, why I like to throw them in to just sort of remind people that they are worth still listening to. If you, if you gave up on them a long time ago, um, I'd say there's a good six, seven songs you'd like on this record, especially those two I mentioned. Um, we're going to have a Spotify playlist that uh, we'll, we'll put the link to with uh, two tracks from each of these records we're going to talk about. So you can check those out uh, as well. So that's my first entry, which is uh, the Leopard um, Diamond Star Halo. Very cool. Yeah, I, I like that album. It sounds great. I think Def Leppard, they're very well known for their, you know, studio prowess and certainly back from the days of hysteria, hysteria I should say. Uh, it sounds just as good here. Huge sounding stuff. So, and a little bit of a spoiler alert and a foreshadow to later, I will end with another artist who's been around forever who has another great album you know this what? year. That so reminds stick one, around. One thing that oh. I, I wanted to mention about this record, which is the weirdest coincidence, is that Stephen yeah. Wilson did a surround mix of this record oh, for yeah. Apple Music. Yeah, so this is Prague. <laughs> <laughs> so there's the Prague uh, uh, yeah. uh, tie-in right there. So. There's our Prague tie-in. So, exactly. all right. Yeah, no one's ever accused Def Leppard of being Prague. So, no. um, all right. So the first album I'm going to look at is, by a lot of standards, a Prague band. I think I've included it here, partly because we failed to talk about them on our recap of the year from a Prague rock perspective. And they're also one of these bands that, I mean, to my ear, and if you didn't understand prog rock as a genre, like talk about it like as much as we do, I don't know if this would sound like progressive rock. And so genres are what they are. They're they're limiting in a fact in a, in a way. So 
anyway, this is going to be elder innate passage. A lot has been written about this. It only came out in November, so I think that's part of why we maybe missed yeah. it. But uh, there are four piece from Massachusetts that is now based in Berlin, Germany, which is an interesting transition. I'd love to learn more about uh, frontman Nick DeSalvo, bassist Jack Donovan, guitarist, keyboardist Michael Riesberg and drummer Georg Edert. Those two last definitely sound German. Um, they've released six full length albums since 2006 and an eight passage for what it's worth. I always like hearing from the singer or the songwriter, the creative force about what that has to do with the album. Um, and this feels proggy is uh, he's referencing the passage through time and space that is common or innate to us. So that passage where we must choose a version of reality for ourselves. And so the idea from that singer nice is deep. Yeah, right. We have to transition. We have to grow. We have to become introspective. It's a necessary thing for us. It's innate to life. And so I think along those lines, it seems that Elder is uh, kind of continuing to grow and evolve. Stylistically for me, if I was going to like listen to this and say, okay, what style is this? To me, stoner rock is kind of like the label that most stands out to me, which kind of gets tossed around with like math rock, a um, little bit of like doom metal kind of a sound. And there's definitely like a progressive rock. People have mentioned kind of Pink Floyd kind of along with this. To me, when I hear them, especially the vocals, it reminds me of Mastodon, perhaps a little bit less heavy and yeah. a little bit less busy from a drum perspective. Also like the Deftones and then even some Opeth. Um, and so uh, I like it because it's a great one. Like if I'm cooking, I can kind of put it on. It's sort of the type of music that's almost like, I wouldn't say background music because there's a lot going on, but it doesn't demand like full attention. And on this album in particular, there's just five tracks and they're from about eight to 14 minutes. That's definitely an aspect that feels very prog to me. And there's a lot of different twists and turns. It also it also reminds me of uh, the band Explosions in the Sky, where it's like um, more kind of instrumental in, it, in its approach. And I guess kind of bordering on almost like cinematic because um, there's so many different changes and it will dynamically build throughout the song and things like that. Um, so for tracks, if you're out there, you're thinking, oh, that sounds kind of interesting. Um, I would say Catastasis, it's the first track. It definitely leans into kind of the Mellotron, like prog keyboard, complex vocal sort of sound. You said this in the prog report, but it feels like it has like a vibe of Wish You Were Here with maybe Animals era Pink Floyd. Yeah. Um, so that's a cool one. Uh, Endless Return is also great. My, my personal favorite, though, is Merged in Dreams. Neplus Ultra, which what a prog title. Um, but I like it because it feels very prog and it has a, a definite slow build, and then the end of it is really incredible. So that's Elder Innate Passage. Give it a listen. I think you'll like it. I've listened to the other stuff too. I mean, they got six other albums. Like, it's all good. It's like right in that kind. Of, it's not like my go-to when I think of like music, but I've been putting it on lately and really enjoying it. So, yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's a good one. Uh, okay, so moving on. Uh, my second one. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to get any flack for this one or not, but we'll see. Uh, I, it's it's a weird one for me to pick, but 
have to be honest and since we're doing stuff that's not prog and completely out of uh out of the norm for what we cover um i've just been listening to this album a lot lately like crazy i really dig it uh it's this band called the warning uh you may or may not have heard about them um and the thing is is that i started to see the name pop up uh on you know various youtube things and and online and stuff like that and i had no idea who it was who's in the band what the band is what they sound like and then i watched this uh rick beato interview he did with this producer david bender and uh, who ends up uh, i guess they're longtime friends and it's an hour interview with him and i'm familiar with david i've actually met and spoken with david before years ago he wouldn't remember this um but uh a phenomenal producer who had worked on stuff from Paramore's first record to all the Breaking Benjamin uh, successful albums and Papa Roach and that whole kind of vibe of, you know, that kind of rock era. Yeah. Early 2000s and, and stuff like that. Um, and a really good producer mixer guy. Um, and they kept talking about the warning. So I thought, well, that all right, let's worth checking out. Let me check this out. Um, turns out it's three girls that are sisters uh i let me i'm just going to pull up their name uh it's the it's the villarreal velez sisters there's three of them um daniela who's the guitarist and lead singer paulina who plays drums and alejandro plays bass and uh it's killer stuff man if you like muse mixed with the foo fighters that kind of sound very straightforward very you know three to five chords on a lot of songs very riff oriented um the production is just ridiculously great. The drums sound like so massive and she's such a good drummer. It's wild. Yeah. And so you, I went back to reading about their whole story. They started playing when one of them was like seven. And uh, mm. right now they are 18, 20 and 22 years old. And um, they just sound phenomenal. Um, it's great power rock trio stuff. Um, very heavy uh good choruses um if you are a fan of paramore pop roach Breaky benjamin muse again foo fighters definitely there's a heavy muse vibe on on this stuff So, uh, yeah, that's it's cool. I, I I'll say that it feels like we're starting to have I don't know what you call it, like a third or fourth wave of like hard rock that's being informed and influenced by YouTube, where people can seek out whatever music they want. And I'm seeing this with kids, and some of this is just fashion, but them coming in with like T-shirts of Def Leppard and Metallica and Slayer and all these bands, and more times than not, they're like. Yeah, I don't know the band, but a lot of times they do. And there's kids that are like huge fans of Nirvana and Def Leppard and Motley Crue. And that's pretty wild. Like, it seems like there's been this vacuum of time where rock has just not been a thing. And I'm hopeful that the next few years bring back rock kind of to the mainstream. And then it'll oh, get ruined again. But I don't think know. I mentioned the name of the album, which is Error. Error oh. uh, and which came out in June. And uh, again, there'll be a couple of tracks you can check out on our playlist that, that we'll put out. Well, maybe maybe they're the new purveyors of rock. We'll see. 
Um, so I'm going to follow up your definite hard rock album with another definite hard rock album. This is going to be Alter Bridge, Pawns and Kings. And so they're a rock band from not too far away from you. They're in Orlando. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah. Um, they were formed in 2004. They've got vocalist and rhythm guitarist Miles Kennedy, who you probably know he plays with Slash and a bunch of other stuff. Uh, lead guitarist Mark Tremonti, bassist Brian Marshall, and drummer Scott Phillips. If those last three names sound familiar to you, you might be someone around my age, about 38, because I was huge into Creed as a kid, okay? Don't throw any tomatoes at me, but uh, those three were in hey, Creed. They founded were... Creed, and then they broke up in 2003. There was, a, there was a year or two where they were my favorite band, so take that for what it's worth. Um, so genre-wise, again, hard rock, maybe a little bit of heavy metal, uh, alternative metal, post-grunge, but really just a hard rock band. What do they sound like? I would say they sound like kind of your AOR modern rock band. So Stone Sour, Shine Down. There's a band called Blackstone Cherry. I don't know if you know them, but they sound a lot like them. They've toured with them. And then I think from a cla more classical band, maybe like Soundgarden or something like that. Oh, I'm um, very familiar with Alter Bridge. I'm a, I'm a, I've been a fan yeah. for a long time. I, I lost track of them. I, I wouldn't say track. I mean, I keep up with what they're doing. But I don't years. listen to them as much as the first, yeah. the first, the second and third record. I think Blackbird and the third mm -hmm. one, I liked a lot, and I was heavy into them yeah. when those albums were out. So yeah, totally a fan. So I'm not that different. Like I was into them on those first few albums because on some level it was like a continuation, and I think a correction on Creed in some ways because Creed it like could kind of headed into like a little bit heavier direction. I think. Obviously, on this side of it, we know that those three members wanted to do a certain thing, and maybe Scott Stapp didn't, or who knows what all was involved. But uh, they're a great, like musically speaking, Tremonti is a—he's amazing. Oh, so he's ridiculous. Um, so I think we're all aware of Alter Bridge. I just think it's one of those bands that I'm not going back to the Alter Bridge well all that often. Right. But when I did, you know, in prep for this, I was like, man, it's a great album. They're always going to do a great album. So. Um, and also I'm summarizing these things, not just for you, Roy, but for the listeners, you know, I know, you know, Alter Bridge. Um, and so for me, I would say that of the modern rock landscape of which I'm not a fan of a lot of that, they're absolutely as good as it gets. Um, they take this sort of traditional format of riff based heavy rock with a solid rhythm section. That's not trying to do too much, but with an incredible vocalist that has good range and then they make it a little bit more darker, a little bit more interesting. They've gotten heavier, it seems, just about with every album. And they always have a track or two that is definitely prog. And I don't know if you remember, but Miles Kennedy I had on this list last year because he has the same kind of an approach to things. And so I think it's a part of him and it's a part of Mark Tremonti that combine on this. So Was that tracks solo, wise, solo record that he put out last year? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, unless I'm misremembering, but no, he was on my list um, and had another like it's a very similar album to this with some really cool stuff. Um, if you're looking for like direct kind of like singles type songs, Silver Tongue, This Is War, that's the opener. They're both great. But my favorite tracks are two that really could be on a prog album, and that's yeah. Fable of the Silent Sun. And then there's the title track Pawns and Kings. And they're two of the better songs that I've heard this year. I, I think if you pull those two songs out, there's even aspects of it that sounds like dream theater, like. It's really good stuff. So uh, I would check this out. This is uh, Alter Bridge, uh, Pawns and Kings. Pawns and Kings.
Okay, so I'm going to go to my third one, which is uh, a band I've talked about before. I talked about them last year. Uh, one of my favorite bands for a long, long time, uh, which is Big Wreck, a uh, band based out of Canada. Uh, Prog fans will know them as uh, the band that opened for Dream Theater on the Falling Into Infinity tour back in 97. Um, the band did two albums back to back then and then disbanded for more about 12 years. Ian Thornley, who's the lead main songwriter, lead guy, went off and did uh, a band named Thornley and then worked with uh, Chad Kroger from Nickelback on some stuff and has a, a decent career up in Canada. Um, got Big Rick back together in 2012, released four records over the years, the last one in 2019. They're all great. Um, and uh, then the last couple of years, they've released just a few EPs, uh, one title 7.1, which I think I covered last year on the same podcast, um, which is great. And then 7.2 came out this year. I think the plan that I've read is 7.3 is supposed to come out this year with um, then an actual physical compilation version of the three EPs, because right now they're all available just on digital. Um, I mean, this is a band that's not not proggy, but they have elements here and there on, on certain songs, a lot of ex, extra uh, instrumental sections and time signature changes and a lot of great riffs. He's he's a ringer for Chris Cornell. Um, you know, they they have a Soundgarden, Led Zeppelin kind of element to them, but they're really polished in their production and, and the way they combine choruses and hooks and everything together. Just just a phenomenal band. Almost everything they write, I, I tend to like. Um, and I think that's, uh, I've always, that's always been the band that when I try to show people that aren't into prog, something that I think they might like, that's my go-to. So, uh, big wreck with 7.2. your gateway drug band to Prague. Everyone you know? I show them to ends up liking them, hearing them. Yeah. It's just sort of getting people to open that door, I think. Yeah. This is my favorite one that you've picked for this list. Uh, and I know it sounds stupid, but the drum sound is unreal. It really I mean, is good, yeah. Really, really big sound. I hear Zeppelin in it as much as anything, just really tight stuff. So... If you like rock music at all, at all, listen to it. This has been the biggest surprise for me of this whole uh, process. So I've got to go listen to more Big Wreck. Um, all right, so I'm going to shift into one that Roy doesn't like, and that's okay. <laughs> but this is, uh, I saw this on a ton of lists as I was sort of like, you know, I prepped for the Oscars by watching all the, the movies that are supposed to be nominated. And this podcast is kind of my opportunity to do the same with music. And I missed this one, uh, but I really do like it. It's called Black Country New Road. Ants from up there. I feel so silly reading these titles sometimes. <laughs> it's like such a mouthful. But you know, band we're running out of band names, so we're now Black Country, comma New Road. You know, uh, but they're an English rock band. They were formed in Cambridgeshire, of course, in 2018. Tyler Hyde. There's a lot of vocal, or there's a lot of members. So I'm not going to list them all, but they've got vocals, bass, vocals, flute, saxophone, keys, violin, drums, guitar, just sort of a hodgepodge. Um, experimental rock, post-punk, chamber pop, baroque pop, 
art rock, that kind of uh, water they're swimming in. Uh, the obvious comparison is Arcade Fire. So if you like Arcade Fire, check this out. If you don't, definitely don't. Um, they're also reminiscent of another prog adjacent band that probably you either love or hate, and that's Black Midi. Um, there's my Black Midi uh, for your bingo card. Um, all lowercase. And then also, I think the National is another band. It's big Rindy, uh, sorry, indie rock kind of darling band. Um, sort of the stuff that Pitchfork likes, uh, but you know, low register vocals and maybe even a little bit of touch of David Bowie that I hear kind of in this band. Um, for me, again, and Roy is dying over there because I think you aren't maybe the biggest fan of this kind of music, and that's fine. Um, Arcade Fire was one of my favorite bands when I was in college. They're one of my favorite Austin City Limits performances, and they're a band that they actually formed in art school, so they're sort of like the archetype for this kind of music. Um, I like this kind of art rock, chamber pop approach where they take strings and horns and things that you find in kind of that classical side of music, kind of the Baroque era of that, and then they combine it with like kind of punk rock energy, and so they take interesting arrangements, always like very emotional, like vocal parts and uh low register vocals or like even almost like spoken vocals like from the Lou Reed on kind of approach not my favorite thing um but there's so much going on here that I do like I like that the energy and the effort are at a 10 out of 10 and so it's one of those bands that would be great in concert and it's an album that from start to finish tells a story and it's very good some songs I don't love some I do my favorites are Chaos Space Marine and The Place Where He Inserted the Blade. Again, don't you love those titles? Um, but if you like that kind of stuff, you're you're going to like it. There's even stuff that sort of leans into like almost like jazz and jazz fusion at, a at times. And so it's it, if nothing else, it'll be an interesting listen whether you like it or not. So. I, I don't have the correct viewpoint for this music. It's just not anything I get. It it makes me crazy to listen to. It annoys me. Did you even make it through the track? No. And because <laughs> I just know right away I just I just don't like this stuff. And yeah. you know, there's that other thing where um uh uh there were these we had these comments on our best of <laughs> podcast and things where yeah all the stuff that was on it was was boring and and derivative and why aren't we covering black midi and black right. country and all these different bands and again um it, we're not in the business of only covering what's different that's not yeah. if that's what you think prog is then that's missing the point just as much as us liking dream theater and haken it 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 does it, it's no different it doesn't have to be all one way or all the other way um we like what we you know uh we cover what we like is, is what i meant to say and not always i mean we always and like you did you went out and said okay people are listening to this let me check it out and we do that all the time and yeah. that's how we discover bands that we may not have heard of or bands that have been around 20 years that we didn't listen to before so um yeah well if it makes you feel any better this band broke up 
the lead singer, the creative force. Well, that's a shame because they're getting a lot of coverage. I know you were just getting into it. I think he quit the band like as soon as they delivered the second album. So I don't know. Maybe there won't even be a tour, Roy. So it's, you know, take that as a as a little victory. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Did you not like Arcade Fire like at all? Is there nothing of theirs you like? No, nothing. No, no, no. Okay, because they've got some great stuff. But yeah, if you don't like them, you will not like this uh okay it's my on. turn um yeah. what is uh what is my fourth one because i my list disappeared the, uh, the mummy heads. Me. yes okay so okay well this is not far is from one. uh it, how we went first from sort of metal uh yep. and rock and stuff and now we went a little bit more alternative sounding i think the mummy mm. he, mommy heads is, is sorry is mommy heads um a band that i'd heard of for years and never bothered to listen to um and shame on me because i finally did they they formed in the late 90s and disbanded in the early 2000s came back uh 2012 13 something like that and just have been relentless releasing music they have something like 20 30 albums or something crazy and a lot of eps a lot of this the other whatever and um they just released uh, an album called genius killer earlier this year um, an interesting note is that the publicist for Porcupine Tree is also the guy that was handling the publicity for the Mommy Heads. And he asked me to check it out because he thought I would like it. And he was right. And uh, I'm glad that I had a chance to listen to it. It is a great, great record. They're really, really cool band. Uh, if you are a fan of like, well, one, they get compared a lot to XTC. And I'm, mm. and I'm familiar a little bit with XTC, not not too much. Um, but if you like, the, you know, Jellyfish is a prime example. The Licorice Quartet, which yep. have been around recently in a few years and and disbanded late uh, late last this past year. Um, uh, if you like that kind of stuff, Jason Faulkner is another one. Pete Yorn, the hell kind of vibe. Uh, that's what these guys sound like. Um, but they throw in strings and cool arrangements and changing time signatures and and sort of different styles throughout just subtly enough to keep things interesting um the first song is absolutely something jeff lynn of of elo would do and that's my favorite song uh on on the album that's called impulse item um just really cool uh great alternative kind of acoustic pop stuff that is uh, is great and i always like that kind of side of music so um glad to discover them after a bazillion years uh the mommy heads with uh genius killer the less you think about it the better it will feel trust in your impulse was the Sorry if I said mummy heads, but you know, yeah, I'm sure it's not the first Easy time this happened to them. No, I like this one too. Um, you know, it's sort of like some music is music that you're going to come back to a million times. Some of it's you may listen to it once and enjoy it. Same way with films, same way with types of food. You're talking about music you don't like. There's certain music like I'm 30 seconds in and I'm like, nope, this is not for me. For me, it's like hardcore vocals. Just there's nothing that's going to get me to like that. So, yeah. 
Well, um, this was a minute into this first song, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm yeah. gonna, I'm gonna like this." Oh yeah, it's one of those right away. Yeah, yeah, it's good when you can take sort of a pop rock song and make it more interesting, layer some vocals. I mean, that it's a great album. So, yeah, give that one a listen for sure. All right, so another one that kind of we we are sort of following the same map here. It's very interesting. Yeah. So I, I'm headed into my sort of singer songwriter like indie rock album now with Wonder Horse Cub. This will probably be like the maybe least talked about album. I found this one. It was on some lists, but I had no idea about this guy or this band or anything. And Wonder Horse, like a lot of bands these days, it's really just a band that's a solo project for a guy named Jacob Slater. And they released this album, Cub, again in October. So I didn't know this, but Jason Slater is an actor. I didn't watch this show, but he played uh, Paul Cookie Cook, uh, the Sex Pistols drummer, on Danny Boyle's uh, FX miniseries Pistol. Uh cool. Didn't watch it. I like Danny Boyle. Not a big Sex Pistols guy, but I'd probably watch it in another life. Maybe I'll get around to it. But so he's an actor as well. And so I think they picked him because he was in a pretty popular London based uh, punk band called the Dead Pretties. And uh, he sort of had like an Iggy Pop kind of reputation of being like crazy on stage. This Jacob Slater guy was really into drugs as it would kind of fit a band like that. A lot of energy. And they they broke up kind of acrimoniously. He moved away from London, he got off drugs, and then now it's five years later, he's matured quite a lot and has been writing songs along the way, and I guess acting as well. And so genre-wise, this is sort of a straight-ahead, like alternative rock, kind of post-grunge, indie rock kind of band. To me, it sounds a lot like the bands of the mid-90s, like early Radiohead, early Foo Fighters, maybe a little bit of Weezer's first couple albums. Um, but maybe with the, like a, a little bit of flourish of like Neil Young or like Tom Petty or something like a classical like Americana singer songwriter would take. Um, I like it cause it's simple and it's direct. Um, man, I don't know. I just, I enjoy listening to it. It almost sounds like something that could have existed in the mid sixties, like when rock music was first coming around. And then as that kind of rock came back with like the Neil Young's and the Tom Petty's and the post grunge, and it just feels like something that's authentic. It's not overly frilly songs are short um and i think it's almost like a palate cleanser for someone who listens to challenging kind of prog music yeah, yeah, yeah. um you know it's I, I think that maybe that's the point of this whole podcast it's it's like you can't have you know filet and lobster with every meal like you know sometimes you got to have like a quesadilla sometimes <laughs> i have ramen noodles i don't know um so the singles are leader of the pack it's got a little bit of an arctic monkeys vibe and then there's a song Teal that's their other single. It leans into kind of that post-punk, punk history with like kind of Lou Reed vocals. Again, not exactly my cup of tea, but my favorite song is called Atlantis. Um, I think it's a great song. So I'd give it a, a, a listen. This is, again, Wonder Horse, the album Cub. Feels like someone that might have an album in a few years down the road that's that's really, really talked about because I think he's got some good chops. So anyway. That, that's the kind of music that is uh it, it's always timely you know 
you can make this music in any decade i feel yep. like that's what um, i'm trying to say yeah and and it did have a tom petty vibe for me right, right away that it you know maybe not every song is like that but the, the yep. first song that i heard from it i thought right away had a tom petty thing yeah. um yeah I, I dug chords. this one I, the, the few songs i i heard i liked it it's one i i want to listen to more cool yeah, good one um, okay, we're down to my last one. Um, I, I think I saved maybe not, it's not maybe my favorite band of these, but I thought it's the best album of my five. And mm. um, one that uh, really, really impressed me. And I, and I stopped listening to it after many months of listening to it and, and started again recently in preparation for this and was reminded just how great I think this album is. And uh, I don't know if, I don't know that you're a fan of this band, but it's Ghost um, and their fifth album, Impera. Um, man, it's such a good record. It's like, it's one of the best albums uh, of this kind of just rock, regular rock um, to come out in a long time. And the, everything about it is great. The production, the, the variety of sounds, and it is such a throwback to 80s metal to me, but mm -hmm. done in it, but done so subtly in a way that new generations can listen to it. It, it is every bit uh, Van Halen, Motley Crue, you know, rat. I don't know about Van Halen, it, it, but... There's a song Rat, that sounds like ain't talking about love. I mean, right, right, yeah. right you know. Um, I will let but, you in a little secret. I don't love this band, just for what it's worth, because I'm sitting over here like feeling like the need to nod. You had one of mine you didn't like. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Just, I for yeah. me, it feels like all those great bands, but just like a little bit like cheesier, and like <laughs> I, it just there's something about it that just feels like a like a fake Rolex or something. I don't know. Yeah, I think some people maybe feel that. I don't know. I I. I I care so little about the theatrical the part of, of it. it. I couldn't oh, okay. care less about. Which, if people don't know, like the guitar players are all like soulless demons, like they have masks. Yeah, and and, and he and he's supposed to be a, a a satanic priest and 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 whatnot, and you know. I, I which that aspect for me is an enormous turn off. I hate that. Right. But I I, I can listen to things on their own merit, and I. I like it. There's elements of it that I do like. Even their last album was probably even more talked about. And it's just like, ah, uh, but I don't say that to take away. I'm just. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let me, yeah, let me just keep going. Sorry. Finish up on it. So uh, there's, there's stuff on there that sounds like it could be um, foreigner blue, blue oyster cult kind of, you know, something yep. like spillways and, and, uh, and then there's that song that uh, called twenties, which is, has this really cool kind of tuba driving beat go going on behind it. And then uh, the last song is, is sort of the prog epic um, uh, respite in the something. I forget the name of the title. Um, Watcher of the Skies is a downright 80s metal rocker. I, you know, and, and what I like about that song is halfway through, it goes into this whole kind of dual guitar shred thing. And that continues to build. And then they bring the chorus back on top of that. And it's such an effective way of of uh, progressing the song along, and I just thought that's great. Um, you know, and then there's the opening acoustic bit, which is reprised uh, in the second half of the last song to kind of close out the album. Is the the whole thing is bookended so nicely. Um, yeah, again, I get the, I get the turn off of the imagery, and and I could see that for some people. I think 
I think most people sort of get that he's trying to take the piss out of that kind of stuff. Um, uh, you know, and he started to show his face more. So, you you know, it used to be where he was wearing the mask full time, like like Kiss. And, he, you know, I think he likes now that he's famous. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, you know, uh, the, the, the whole band infighting is, is interesting to me as the band, you know. So he basically, like, kicked the whole band out. Kicked and... the whole band out. He's the band. I mean, that's, you know, that's yeah. our – the members that used to be in it are, are can argue that. But it seems obvious that – um, that he's the band and, and, um, it's, it's, it's not a band that I, is like my favorite band or, or anything like that, but, um, I like them. I like them musically. I want to see them in concert. I haven't had a chance to see them. I, uh, again, we, I forgot to mention that the, the mastermind behind is Tobias Forge. Um, that's who we keep referring to. Um, but if you like, if you long for the days of that kind of theatrical Alice Cooper, Motley Crue mm-hmm. sound rock, Um, but it's, it's just a new version of it. That's how I see it. It's just the new form of that stuff. But the songs I think are just really good. You know, um, I I just I offer the voicing of not liking it or sorry, the perspective of not liking it just because I feel like this is a either, either love them or hate them kind of band. Um, and maybe not. There's a lot going on and they do switch up the sound of songs from from song to song. So maybe I just need to listen to it some more. I just I think in the same way that like I never gave a band like Slipknot their due because of all the masks and the nonsense and the guy hitting the keg and all that. Uh I think maybe there's great songs there that I've just ignored. Maybe the same with Ghost. So yeah, I, the 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 thing is, is that again, I'm not into the religious aspect of Neil's music, Neil Morse's music. Yeah, either. sure. Um, and again, I can put that aside. I you know and go. This is the greatest music I've ever heard. I I don't care. Let him sing about whatever he wants. It makes him happy. I like I like it. I like the music. I I don't. I've I've always been able to not put that on my sure. opinion of of the music so maybe well, that's that's where it has generated a lot of hype for him so yeah um i would argue that the scorpions album this year is maybe better doing like the actual band doing that style of music but that's a, another have you heard that album later. the scorpions album? yeah oh you i like didn't it? listen to that no i didn't i haven't heard it's it great it's great oh, okay i was never but, the biggest scorpions fan but I, i've liked some stuff i mean I'll, I'll check that out i think they're a band where their singles are so just you know, just I won't say cheesy, but almost like so overdone. But there's great yeah. stuff on their album. So interesting. I didn't I don't know. take you for eh. a Scorpions fan. That's yeah. it. We found something new. It's gonna well, you know, I try to listen to everything, but it's gonna yeah. show up on my honorable mention, so I'm jumping ahead. Okay, okay, let's go. Um, your last one. So I can't give you a hard time about Ghost when my fifth pick is what it is. Um, but I'm calling them like I see them. Uh and this has been on a lot of like the top lists of the year, and I think rightfully so. This is an album I wasn't going to listen to, and then I did, and I was like, man, this is really good. So this is Ozzy Osbourne, patient number nine. Um, you know how old Ozzy is? 
He's 74. Seven, yeah, I was going to say 73, but yeah, okay. I'm not going to explain who Ozzy is, uh, yeah, but right. he is the undisputed <laughs> yeah, let's uh, go through that. Prince of Darkness, which again, all of our albums, they kind of line up. You had it really, yeah. That was, that was actually unintentional, the order of <laughs> that how was we're so talking so unintentional. About. But now we're talking about the old school Prince of Darkness. Um, but anyway, so genre-wise, I mean, Ozzy's you know, obviously known for heavy metal, kind of glam metal again, um, and so on. What does Ozzy sound like? I have to follow my little prompts, but uh, you know, Motorhead, Scorpions, Metallica. Ozzy sounds, like um, Ozzy. Ozzy is, sounds, sounds like Ozzy. He sounds. Ozzy sounds like Ozzy, right? He's a. He's a. He's style. kind of the paradigm creator, you know. So yeah. It's a little stupid to say it, but um, I'll just say, as a kid, an album that I really loved and listened to over and over and over uh, was his '91 album, No More Tears. Sure. I love the production on. It. I love the songs on it. It's classic stuff on that. This might be his best album since then. And I think this is where maybe I get frustrated, like with Ghost or like newer bands and like even on the other side, like on the Pitchfork era, sorry, style of things where they'll lift up albums from these like new artists because they want to like crown somebody like the new king of music. And it's like, well, this guy that's been doing it for 40, 50 years is he's doing the same thing and he's done it before and he's doing it again. So for me, this is kind of like a fun one to end on because not something that I expected, something I would ignore just because it's, oh, it's just Ozzy with another album. But it's great. Uh, listen to his guest list on this album. And usually when you have a bunch of guests, it's like, oh, this is going to suck. That's not the case. But he's got Zach Wilde, Jeff Beck, Tony Iommi, first appearance ever on an Aussie solo album, which is cool. Mike McCready from Pearl Jam, Eric Clapton, Josh Homme, Robert Trujillo, Duff McKagan, Chad Smith, Taylor Hawkins. That's insane. Um, and the kind of the mad scientist that brings it all together is a 32 year old named Andrew Watt, who's multi-instrumentalist kind of musical genius type guy has done a lot with Eddie Vedder and even some pop acts and so on. But it almost feels like each track is like his ability to like build kind of the perfect version of a type of song that fits with the guest artists. And so the opening track title track patient number nine, has got Jeff Beck on guitar. It's great. Degradation rules has Tony Iommi on guitar and then the last one, I'm going to spend a little bit of time talking about this. It's called God Only Knows. And it kind of matches the theme of the album, which is Ozzy kind of reflecting on death and looking back on his life. I mean, he's 74, for goodness sakes. And I love kind of those themes. I mean, it's, you know, it's sort of like an actor's like final film and maybe this will be his final album. I mean, who knows? Um, and someone that's always dealt with death and darkness in his own way, kind of reflecting on it in a poignant way is kind of nice. Obviously, it goes without saying that Taylor Hawkins, this is one of his last, uh, you know, recordings. He's on three songs on this, and it adds some emotional significance, I think, to the album uh, as a fan of his drumming. There's a lyric from that I'm going to read. Maybe this is a nice way to end. Maybe it's too much, but uh, someone show me mercy because I got nowhere to go. The good times always hurt me. Is it safer down below? Wonder what comes after. Will we do it again? Things that used to matter, they don't matter in the end. And it's the last song on the uh, on the album, so I think it's kind of a fitting way to end this conversation, perhaps. So go listen to Ozzy. It's never bad to listen to Ozzy.
you know, I mean, I, mean, I listened to Ozzy for years and years. Right. I mean, uh, you know, the, the first uh, solo record, Blizzard of Oz, I was listening to that when I was seven. Killer album. You know, um, uh, great stuff. Diary of a Madman is amazing. Um, you know, and No More Tears was definitely his comeback during that yeah. period, which was just a phenomenal record. I have a bunch of the records over the years, Black Rain, Scream. I've, 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 I have a lot of his albums and I generally always like his stuff. I've lost interest over the years um, just because I, you know, it's like, what more can he do? And then you just, you stop sort of mm. listening. The last album, the stuff I heard single wise from, uh, I think it's called Ordinary Man um didn't really do anything for me and i didn't love what i heard from that record i didn't bother to really check this one out but i have heard good things and then you brought it up that you might talk about it I, that patient nine patient number nine song is actually a really good song yeah um so um i'll i'll go ahead and check this one out i'm a i'm a long long time aussie fan i i I sort of wonder how he's still able to sound this good in the studio and how much of it is not too much studio tricks because i think that's first and he can't talk so well i think some of that's a put on you know like his reality tv persona like when he acts so drugged out and can't hardly talk i think some of that's like a little bit of make-believe but yeah a lot of this is you know it's kind of a studio product and i think anytime you have a producer that's that much in control like and some of these artists decide to do that i mean aerosmith decided that 20 years ago is you know so all their albums now are you know, they're getting songwriter help to say the least, but it works. Like, I mean, Ozzy's voice, whether it's his or it's the computers or I don't know, but it works. And I, I guess for me, like why it's an important one for me to end on is we are exiting the era of rock, you know, like the sort of Mount Rushmore of rock era. Yep. And it's, I'm sad about it. And so, yeah, well, I was going to say, I mean, part of why we listen to half the music we listen to is because of Ozzy. Yeah. Let's be honest. I mean, that's one of the guys that invented this shit that we yeah. listen to. So, right. You know. Yeah. And it's like when I was trying to think of like bands that he sounds like, like, well, they all sound like him, you know? Exactly. So, that's exactly I mean, right. literally like first heavy metal band, and that's Ozzy. So, I mean, I don't I know. Remember, it makes me sad to think about these lists without some of these artists, you know? I remember listing a crazy train now is like basically like the national anthem. That's how, you know, <laughs> I remember listening to that when it first came out. <laughs> like, sure. Like, that was like I don't. five or whatever it was. So, you know, however, I don't remember what year it was. But like, yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's legendary shit. So, uh, yeah, that's a good one. You know, we got Def Leppard, Menazi on the bookend. Yeah. And then we got uh, we got the, the young young people with the, the warning. We got a little weird stuff in there with uh, Black Country and, and the, the mommy heads. A little something for everybody on this uh this or something here, for so. nobody you know or I mean, something for nobody exactly <laughs> um but it's a good way to kick off the year and and i'd like to see what comes up that's going to be like this that we can talk about next year um but there's always good music i mean that's the thing there's talented people doing creative things that it could easily go missed in a year so i think these year-end recaps the reason why i think people love them so much is it's a good excuse to say hey what did i miss this year there's a ton of stuff i missed so i always love yeah, preparing yeah. for this if um, there's any others that you think we would like that uh, we should check out, you know, let us know in any comments or you can email, or you can message us or, you know, a bunch of different places, all that kind of stuff. Um, I guess coming down soon, I mean, we've uh, we started doing some reaction videos uh, end of December. We have uh, one for Haken and one for Winery Dogs. I think we might do some of those because those seem to be um, doing pretty well. People seem to like them. 
So, uh, so I think you'll see more of those pop up on our channel. And, uh, of course, there's a, a bunch of big releases coming soon from Riverside, from Haken. Uh, so, uh, so stay up to speed on everything. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, on YouTube, on our podcasts, uh, networks, and, uh, there'll be interviews and reviews and all this stuff coming down throughout the year and a lot of great stuff for another great 2023 as we celebrate our 10th year at the Park Report. So, uh, I guess that, that closes it. I got anything else? No, I mean, I had a few honorable mentions, but I don't know if it's like so interesting. Um, there's always more. Yeah, there's um, always more. But, uh, I thought it, it, one that I just didn't feel like I could put it on because I don't feel like it's like what I usually listen to, but Tedeschi Trucks Band, they released like four separate discs. Yes, like I'm throughout the year with that whole thing that they did. Yeah. Uh, I am the moon and it's great. Like if you're into that kind of thing, it's really good. Scorpions, their album was they claim it's their last album. It's also very solid. The Black Keys, which is another one of those bands that was like elevated for a, a period of time. You may not like them, but they've got a great album drop uh, dropout boogie that came out. Um, Spoon, another band that kind of falls into that like I mean, they've been around for longer, but kind of early 2000s indie rock era. They've got a great album called uh, Lucifer on the Sofa. Um, yeah, there's there's good stuff out there. Uh, who there's also there's another like um, Elvis Costello's got a great album. I mean, there's there's some good stuff. It's been an interesting year of music. Again, it's a lot of the old, a lot of the new. Trying to find some stuff you like in the middle. Yeah, there you go. Uh, all right. Well, I'll leave the honorable mentions with you. Um, and uh, <laughs> all right, we'll see you. Uh, like I said, just uh, we'll see you uh, often this year. So uh, thanks to everybody. Thank you, Kyle, and uh, good night. Yep. Or goodbye. Yeah.